Great show. We have a great super, show. super good show. Everybody, everybody loves this. I talked to I talked to all of my moms. They they all loved it equally. Yeah, because um, Andy has six moms. I've got six moms, He's which means that I'm way cooler than everyone else. From a matron pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they uh, all fused to give birth to me. Into the Omni Mom. Omni Mom. Ah. Give Omni Mom a kiss for me, and then let's jump right in. <laughs> Used to be four ordinary teenagers. Yeah, hello, and welcome to NPR's Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Andy. Hello, I'm Austin. Hey, guys, it's Rory. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they won't let us back on NPR. Uh, This is Saturday Morning Tuesdays, and uh, we do do really fun stuff watching old cartoons and talking like buds, and we're actually starting a new show today. Yeah, I'm super excited. That's Uh, right, everybody. I'm so stoked. We are watching the old uh, Deke dub of Sailor Moon from 1995. Uh, it's super exciting. Uh, we, we had to say goodbye to Sonic the Hedgehog last episode. That's right. Rest in peace. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's yeah. My... way, past, way past heaven by now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> He's, <laughs> it gives me he's, nightmares he's, still. He's scooting and rooting with the angels now. <laughs> but so no, but, but so for Sailor Moon, I think a lot of you might be asking, "Good golly, gosh, what does that mean?" Deke How'd dub that and what's 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 the story what's, there? What's going on there? Wait, can I just find that on Hulu? What's what's the deal? Um, and uh, if you are it's asking, it's a little that, complicated. Very, yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, well. I, yeah, I mean, in as few words as humanly possible, there's a lot of different versions of Sailor Moon over the years. Right? Uh, How's that possible? Because because it started out in a crazy old different language, oh, right? Man. Japanglish in, the, in, the, in, the, in its original Japanese, where you can watch it like that if you speak uh, Japanese. Technically, it started as a manga. I'm gonna punch you. I will help. Can you help a punch? Can I, like, get my <laughs> hand behind your elbow and, like, add to the force? Yeah, I think that gives him advantage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there were there was an original dub. They did a lot of, you know, editing and censoring and stuff, and they put it on TV. There was some... Uh, that, that sort of changed hands halfway through. la di da da Later, about a few... Maybe, what is it, 2014, I think, there was another English dub that was made. There's a couple different versions of a subtitled version, and, you know, in the end, it's very confusing, but we're watching... The, the original... The second dub is is based off the the unedited content, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. So the only, the only way to watch the original dub as it was as a cartoon in our, in our sweet youths was to do a little bit of trolling the internet, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On a less than shady site that you might want to have ad block on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a professional recommendation. Uh-huh. Uh, it's watchsailormoon.com. Uh, until they get taken down, that is where you can find the original English dub, because pretty much everywhere has uh, 
been using the the Viz dub that Which was made is three arguably years ago. better. Yeah, I mean, for not sure. even arguably. It's probably demonstrably better. I, there would um, be a lot of people to argue with you on yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, just be, they miss they miss the ridiculous '90s character that was added into the Deke dub. Oh God! Uh, you know, there's some yeah. very very specific things they did, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, yeah sure. so we're on WatchSailorMoon.com. Uh, yeah. You can find all of it there. It's the original dub, skipped episodes and all. Uh, actually, you know, being skipped. And uh, yeah, we want you to watch along, but of course you don't have to. But we're 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 going on this journey for you. Mm-hmm. So should we uh, should we begin? Yeah, we'll take it away, and then at some point we'll get to dinosaurs and uh, Digimon. Digimon. But that's you know that's later. <laughs> <laughs> First episode of Sailor Moon ever. This is so exciting. This is our first yeah. replacement show. I'm all about this. Uh, this one's called A Moon Star is Born. Uh, and the... it starts content rich, like, like yeah. in a way that I sort of really expected it to be an 80s American cartoon, you know. With, yeah, the, theme there's, there's... With the theme song first. Well, yeah, and and then, uh, then just straight up info dump. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of info dump. Yeah, that theme so, song hit me with a real strong nostalgia wave. Yeah. Um, I just want to really quick. So I want to pull you guys before we get in and like what exposure we've had to Sailor Moon. OK, you know, uh, what's the rundown? Of uh, your, so mine was completely absent. Um, OK. Wow. And I don't remember. Was it it was on regular broadcasting, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't on yeah. cable. Yeah, I I totally missed the boat on it. Interesting. And I can't and I, even remember how or why. Like, what was going on, if there was something else that I was watching at the same time slot on the WB or whichever channel it wasn't on, you know? <laughs> I, right. just, I just, I don't know. I completely miss Sailor Moon. Interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe you were you were watching that Life with Louie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched maybe at most eight or nine episodes of this show and they were not in order they were scattered uh, uh-huh. i had a couple of friends in middle school who were super into sailor moon uh and you know i checked it out i liked it i was definitely into it i was like i have a, a strong recollection of young andy being like oh i wonder when she's gonna find out that darian's tuxedo mask and like that was kind of the only thing that I was interested in was like when the when it was going to be revealed, which, of course, you know, as an adult, you know, isn't going to happen for like 30 episodes or something. Yeah. They'll dr- drag that out forever. But right. See, I don't doubt that I would have been kind of a worthless little cartoon boy and been like, it's a girl show. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. remember making that choice. Yeah. So for me, that's a great segue into my experience. Is, wow, uh, the, the real thing we want to talk about is me. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no, the just what a that good segue. I did segue for, me. for a while. I definitely did have that response was kind of yeah. that like, sure. oh, it's a girl show. But also like, you know, had a, had, you know, I still have an older brother, but I was going to say I had an older brother. But at the time, you know, you sort of, you know, two two boys in the house and, and you know, that sort of like double down of like, Oh, that that girl thing is gross, and you both yeah. sort of don't want to get caught watching it, oh, right? Yeah. Um, even if you are kind of interested, because like it would come on. I think it was before Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Possible, because um, you're both policing the patriarchy, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, when you're my brother well, is nine years older yeah. than me, so like right. I, I would have right. gotten all sorts of shit. <laughs> I would have mm-hmm. been trashed. 
Yeah. yeah. So like, my house is strictly an X Men house. I definitely uh, remember watching chunks of it here and there, and like, you know, it wasn't fully my jam. I mean, I was I was intrigued at times because it, it's it's more of that like serialized storytelling that's very different from like, you know, two stupid dogs or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like whatever else was on at the time. Yeah, you know, undoubtedly, Japan trusted their kids a lot more to follow right. a narrative. And it's immediately like it just pulls your attention that way because of mm -hmm. that trust. So I yeah, so I watched a little bit and I definitely yeah got some huge nostalgia with the theme song. And then last year or so, I watched about two seasons of Sailor Moon Crystal, mm, okay. which yeah. is the yeah, which the re-release, which is meant to be closer to the manga, a little more approved. It's not a, by... a re-release. It's a reboot. It's entirely well, yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah. Show. But meant to be like, uh, you know, also a little more approved by the original author of the manga, uh, the woman. Right. Naoko Takeuchi, who created it. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, so, so uh, yet again, many versions of Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. Uh, super confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about this, uh, this theme song real quick, and then I'll give a blurb for the episode. So, uh, I love the theme song. It is... It's pretty fun. It's, yeah. It's kind of dorky, but it's the, it's the same... They did this a couple times before they sort of wised up. Uh, they took the tune of the original, like the tune and sort of the, the music of the original Japanese song and wrote new English lyrics to it with a new performance. Mm -hmm. uh, that has varying levels of success. Varying levels of success, uh, definitely. I think, I, I think there was a hesitation to, uh, you know, let there be any hint. Like, I, I know for me, I, I understood that these shows were anime but i guess like the implication of that was sort of lost i didn't know they were dubbed over oh yeah uh, oh yeah. or or that that would change the content you know sure. yeah i didn't want kids really to a... see how the sausage is made no no or start realizing that they're looping frames to sort of make the the english voices work or something uh-huh but yeah um yeah i i also think i mean they definitely kept the the theme song the same too because so much of the score of the episode like features that same theme as like a leitmotif or mm -hmm. whatever the correct just, term is just a motif Austin. yeah okay great <laughs> i'm just being shifty <laughs> but it is it is just a motif it's a great motif yeah ba, da, ba, 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 ba. it's really it's just catchy i've had yeah. it stuck in my head for like 20 years yeah um but yeah so in this in this episode uh, here's here's what we got. Serena, who's the main character, they renamed mm -hmm. her for the English. They renamed all the characters for the English dub here. Yeah, uh, they really Serena, did. Serena's a 14-year-old schoolgirl who is very cheerful but clumsy and is always finding herself into unwanted trouble. One day she meets a talking black cat named Luna who reveals that dark forces are threatening the lives of the innocent and that Serena has the power to stop them. So using a magical brooch, Serena is transformed into Sailor Moon, the chosen guardian who fights for love and justice. Uh, it's a pretty good summary of the entire show, not just this episode. True. Because it kind of doesn't talk about the episode at all. Thanks, blurb. Uh, yeah, so, so big picture stuff. Uh, one funny thing to me is how they don't really... They, they've created this sailor um, type, like... <laughs> Like there's there's this video game with Sailor V, right? Mm -hmm. 
There's a whole superhero type that sailors in this in this story that is that is completely unaddressed as to what they are or what they stand for. There's just <laughs> sailors. Yeah, um, obviously. They're just cute, uh, but also cute women. again again as um, as a young American boy with no really with no idea what what's going on. I think part of my confusion, like their school, the schoolgirl uniform is not unlike a sailor's uniform. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So that also I found quite confusing. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's an entirely different thing. Well, I mean, they're, you know, the, there's a very, it's an old school kind of Japanese school uniform that right, makes that I understand. the women. I guess what, right. I'm, what I'm addressing like, is the sailor, the word sailor and, and what that's supposed to mean. Well, right. I think, I think that the thing that makes you confused about it, like, but their uniforms are also kind of sailorish. Like, I think that's sort of the, the thing they were trying to do. I think I agree. Okay. It's confusing, right? Like, okay. like. All the teenage schoolgirls wear sailor outfits, and look at them. They're these superheroes in super tricked-out sailor outfits. There's these cool sailor scouts, and, like, yeah. it's kind of, okay. like, mega-teens, right? Okay. Like, They're enhanced teenagers. <laughs> enhanced <laughs> teens. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that it goes much deeper than that. So uh, I, I actually looked this up. Um, I mean, I was looking up info about the, the creation of the show, and sure. I kind of found an uh, a, uh, answer to that is... So Takeuchi, when she was creating, she wanted to create this series and, and started with the character of Sailor V mm-hmm. uh, as, you know, sort of this, for it was her first protagonist kind of for this world because she wanted to do something with space and she wanted to do something with girls and like girl girls as warriors and fighting, um, okay. which is great. And, and then her male editor suggested that uh, you create like a group of them and put them all in sailor outfits. <laughs> That's true. That's the other part of it is that guys think sailor outfits are hot. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> I'll have you know, yeah, it was her, her male editor who was like, hey, you know what? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, all right, that'll sell. <laughs> what a Melvin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, wow, that's kind of fascinating. Mm hmm. Uh, that was kind of cool. I mean, interesting. Well, I feel like that's. Didn't he just kind of like sell his own shtick as like, you know what guys like? You know yeah. what all men like? <laughs> uh, women in a sailor's uniform. Uh, there needs to be like a group of them, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they all think pushing, that I'm cute. This this is a tailor made. He's pushing uh, his own secure. fetish agenda. On this, yeah. poor, on this poor woman who just wants to like make a cool space show with women. She's like, all right, okay, sailors. Now it's sailors. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like Rory talked about earlier, this show starts with a huge info dump about like the sort of history, which is absent in the original Japanese show. By the way, they like shoehorned I, this in because they, they wanted kids to know. They wanted <laughs> right. kids to know the context of the world, but it just confuses me even more. And it's in the so early nineties, so there's people yeah. on the moon. They're not humans. Um. Are they crystal, crystal light? Like, <laughs> yeah, sponsored by crystal diet. light. They, they um, make a pretty strong point of making sure we know they're not human, but right. they don't tell us what that implies. Like, there's so there's just elves on the moon, or right. what? sure, and there's like an <laughs> evil elf, 
and the good elf sends her daughter and a bunch of her friends to the future to be safe. And then they like makes Only these an American boy sees this. <laughs> and then you know she's like she entrusts all these kids to Luna and the other cat with and is like take care of them. And apparently, as soon as they get to the future, everybody like is split up. Nobody has any memories, and they lose them. Like that's a shitty plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, I that's don't know. true. I, it's 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 interesting. So yeah. you know, info dump. Of course, I, I some people have various degrees of like tingles around each other. Whereas sure. Serena seems completely oblivious to the fact that she's there, the moon, the moon god. Yeah, sure. I mean Serena's kind of a garbage main character at the beginning here. <laughs> she is, Which but in a very endearing way. Absolutely. I really took to her right away. Oh, Absolutely. I love her, but like yeah. she's clumsy and she cries a lot and she doesn't want to be a hero. Like, no, like, that's what well, that's what makes you a hero, Andy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The clumsy part and the crying part. That's yeah, like and not wa- no no hero wants to be a hero. I know, yeah. I know what you're. Unless right. you're if you want, it's not heroic. Yeah, exactly. Um. But she's also dumb. She she gets a thirty percent on her test at school. Yeah, which uh, again was another really endearing quality. Uh, and it wasn't. I mean, it was played for a couple funny gangs, but it wasn't played as like she's not otherwise dumb. She's just bad at school. Um, yeah, right, right, right. She likes video games. And uh, yeah, she likes video shopping. games. Shopping. They really play up the shopping thing with her, like. 1920s New York friend Molly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a weird vocal choice. She's like Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. She or really something. is. Yeah. It's this like Brooklyn, <laughs> Jersey, like, oh, what are you doing, Serena? My mom owns a jewelry store. And let's, no, let's maybe clarify that mom bit better does not than me on this. Accent. But as I understand it, there's some affectation in Japanese that for a long time was sort of just kind of one for one replaced with a New York accent. You know, they, they more often than not have replaced, uh, several of the sort of outlying dialects, like the not Tokyo, like there's, there's, sure. some, you know, like the not Tokyo people in Japan, the people from like Kyoto or Osaka that have a different sort of speech pattern. They've, they've replaced them frequently with like Texans or, oh, you know, okay. you know, sort of yokels. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, at times it's been a New York thing, but I can tell you as a person who has uh, decided that I'm going to watch this and as well as the original Japanese while we go through this, uh, she has a totally normal accent. Oh, they, just, okay. they just made they an just arbitrary choice. They were like, okay. she could be from New York, but not her mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little odd. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I like, and this is the kind of thing that people are going to argue with you, Austin, about like, this is why they like the Deke dub because sure. there's just weird crap like that in there. And like the sailor yeah. says bits at the end. And I like, mean, I haven't, I haven't actually seen the Viz dub. I've just watched Crystal. So right. Like, exactly. That's all I can compare it to. But so they think that, the, that it added some character. And I mean, I guess I can't argue with them, but you know. One thing that I did find very jarring in this dub, and maybe so you've watched a little bit of the uh, of the original, Andy. Correct. Yeah, I watched Uh, this episode. The the really hard cuts. I have the same note. Harsh cuts. It is it is extreme. It's almost like an episode of Mr. Show. It's just like every sixty seconds. That's just a hard cut to a new a new thing. And I'll say that that sometimes that's true, but most of the time it's due to. sort of time cuts everywhere for ad breaks. 
Okay. So they. So they it is shaved. a little bit smoother in Japanese. Yeah, they shaved. Uh, I want to say at least two minutes off the runtime uh, by shortening scenes, by cutting little half scenes, and uh-huh. yeah, it, it makes it like here's a little scene transition. I'm gonna <laughs> put transition like it it's extreme. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's it is the most kind of like it is the most rate. trying part of this dub, I think, because otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, like they still manage to find some genuine moments of humor and keep yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, really good physical bits. Yeah, um, when she there's the scene where she has to give the scene the her test to her mom. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. She just she hangs yeah. her head for so long. <laughs> it's a really yeah, it's a really good bit of comic. It's time. a really <laughs> funny little moment. And you know, in the Japanese, she actually just throws her out of the house. She doesn't. She's not like go to the library. She's like, you can't be here. That same thing happens in Crystal too. In Crystal, it's the same. Like I noticed that so, too. Where it's like so it's just Crystal go outside for Stop living in our don't house. know Austin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Crystal is is um, the same story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same story. It's just like slightly. I mean, the animation is all different. Okay. You know, I don't like the animation style as much. Um, everything. Everyone's like a little too <laughs> like weird, glossy, like Heidi Klum, super skinny and strange. Sure. But the writing is is close. There's a lot more of um, uh, Usagi's perspective or Serena, like, uh, but. Uh, because I guess uh, the original manga creator mentioned that the original animation team on this first anime was mm-hmm. all was pretty much all male, and mm-hmm. she admitted that there was a slight male perspective in the original anime. Sure, and I so actually, I can definitely I, I, see. I fully see that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, with well, like and they the, made it. The dub yeah. made it worse too. Actually, oh, there's 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 several moments where like like when. Uh, she throws her test back and hits Darian in the head and she hasn't met Darian yet. And, and like, you know, they sort of have that funny re- interaction and she's, she walks off and she turns back and in the dub, she turns back and she goes, but he's cute though. But in the original, yeah. she calls him a weirdo. Like hmm. they're, they're sort of like pushing the like girliness and the shopping. Oh, anybody they're, 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 like, down, anybody write down what she calls him? It's super weird. It's like a draconian mooncake or some, <laughs> something like that. God, I wish. No, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I don't know. Although it's funny because in Crystal, he's not wearing like cool clothes. He's wearing like a Dracula costume. Like he's, <laughs> he's wearing like a, you know, like a full tuxedo with like a cross, like an iron cross pendant. Are you talking about Darian or are you talking about Tuxedo Mask? Yes. Okay, great. They're both. But he's not. I mean, he's obvious. Well, no, but he's as Darian. Like he's as. Uh, right. He's not as Tuxedo Mask. He's like. Right supposed to be a normal guy but he's like literally and she's like makes a comment about like why who's who wears a tuxedo in the middle of the day and he's like oh i look cool <laughs> like, no um so yeah uh yeah, little, as an adult, little we're coming into this first episode it is pretty pretty clear that those two are the same person but it also yeah. seems as if it's meant to be played as a mystery mm-hmm. or are we supposed or is the viewers kind of supposed to be clued in pretty quickly they they do get glued in pretty quickly from what I remember, but like this first episode, I agree with you, plays it like a mystery. They don't they don't just like butt especially, one up against the other and go, this is obvious. Especially because when they show at the the info dump beginning, all of the like orbs of the chill, of the people being sent to Earth. Uh, yeah, all uh, girls. Tuxedo mask. Yeah, and tuxedo mask is there, but his head is down. It's like tucked in, mm-hmm. so you can't fully see his face. Yeah. So I would assume that's for the sake of. The mystery. Not the mystery. The mystery. Uh, 
but yeah. Before let, I forget, oh. sorry. Uh, there's one more moment in Crystal where you see more of Usagi's perspective, uh, or a little more of her like initiative, or you know, just like uh, uh, having agency. Where she's in an arcade, and there's like a a guy who helps her out with an arcade game, and she's like thinking in her head. She's like, yeah. That's this guy. He helps out the arcade, and he's really cute. I've got my eye on him. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching him. I'm going to scope that guy out later. Like, I got a book full of all the cute boys. Mm, I, I wrote them all down. Yeah, it's nice. It's a funny moment. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, so before this gets too more uh, unfocused, I want to yeah. I I talk about the plot of the episode real fast. Let's do it. So the issue at hand is that the evil queen Beryl from the very beginning of the info dump uh, is still around. She's just kind of in the same spot she always was. She's trying to. Which is but underground on the moon, I think. I think. I'm I not think positive. She's, yeah, she's in a secret moon base. Secret it is unclear. Um, but she's trying to take over Earth. She's trying to get energy for the Negaforce. Uh, and the she's got this like servant and that servant has another servant and that other servant is posing as Serena's friend, Molly's mom who runs this jewelry store. So we find out that Molly's mom is actually an evil, crazy demon. And she's uh, selling, see, I read it as like a, as like a body snatchers situation. So her, her mom has always been this person. No, no, no. Her mom's like tied up in the basement. Okay. Yeah. So it is a body snatcher situation. Yeah, Body snatcher situation. And so she is, basically like oh huge sale here giving away all these jewels basically and they're all like evil jewels designed to suck out your life force Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's like the main plot of the thing like serena figures out she's sailor moon because this cat shows up and is like you're sailor moon and she saves her friend molly from being life sucked away by this evil demon and uh, and she She wins she straight up kills that kills that woman yeah yeah Um, she disintegrates that evil woman yeah and i think there's a there's a line in the dub that I wonder about if it's there where she's like, ah, I'll be back. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm legally I'm not, not dead. dead. This is a kid show. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't remember. I didn't take special note of that. I could find Just as my final form, I did this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it felt like a, one of those, like in Voltron, the original Voltron, where they're like, oh, Shiro or Shiro or, or uh, Sven, you just go to a hospital <laughs> and then we never see him again but it's yeah. like yeah he just we'll get him to a hospital and he'll be fine he'll live a normal life now yeah he'll live Trippy. yeah mm-hmm. um, not dead <laughs> no certainly not dead because we could barely even say the word die on tv until like the late 90s yep um i i really like the design of that evil demon woman it's it like creepy. straight out of a much darker show Right. Yeah. And yeah. I hope that it, I hope it stays that way for the rest of this this show. I hope all the demons are super creep town I'm because sure it does. Like it was like it was like Yu Yu Hakusho. And those both like came mm-hmm. out the same same year, which uh, maybe the same people worked on it. I'm not positive on that, but very similar art style for the evil, gross people. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, they're they're real creepazoids. And yeah. they take they really play with because, you know, so many people and the villains are all very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they go from these like, you know, hunky shoujo supermodels uh, to like, you know, become, yeah, real, real spooky bad people. And uh, no, it works well. It's very jarring. 
Uh, <laughs> one thing I really liked about this was, uh, and it felt intentional, but of course, who's to say? Um, you know how you know how the the conceit of of He Man is like when I held the the sword above my head and said by the power of grade school. It's like yeah, but why did you do that? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who that you figured you? out how how to transform to He Man? There's a really fun scene where the cat and Serena are in her room, and and the cat's like, okay, now say these words. And Serena's like, well, that's stupid. And the cat's <laughs> like. Yeah, but just for fuck's sake, just do what I say one time, and let's just and then we'll be done with this bit. And she and then she kind of does she does repeat the words, but they happen to be in that sort of you know he man transformation style, and it goes yeah. and it goes off, and she's like, yeah. well, all right, cool. Yeah, it pops off in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, can we? I I have a I have a little thing I want to talk about real fast about that. Sure. Uh, this so in case you have absolutely no context for Japanese shows for anime any of this stuff you aren't a full on weeb like me. Um, this is like the most recognizable entry into a genre called Magical Girl, mm-hmm. um, which started back in like the '60s or '70s with, uh, with some really bad shows, um, but. Like it was, and actually, those were inspired by the American TV show Bewitched. So that's kind of fun. Um, so, like, Bewitched inspired anime, and then that just continued to get better. Magical Girl is like a, a genre about uh, girls, usually, almost always girls, who uh, have some sort of cool magical item or something. They have a transformation that they can turn into sort of this extra powerful alter ego to fight a more, bad guys. A more magical, more, more feminine mm-hmm. girl. More magical and more feminine, and uh, some of them are even, like, some of them are pretty badass, like, they get sort of into the warrior trope, and some of them are just sort of, like, they fight with love and cuteness. They just Uh, get more ruffles. Right. (laughs) A a lot more ruffles, long arms and shit, Uh, but they almost always have a transformation sequence where they go, like, rainbow translucent and spin around, and this is kind of, like... They took everything that had been done in the previous three decades and they rolled it into the best possible transformation it's sequence so you could good. ask for. Like, it is amazing. It's such a good transformation sequence. It's the one everyone judges everything by. <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. Um, but in the in the English versions that they brought over, they did. Uh, y- there's like a, a a sort of lewd police running around being like those boobs are too defined they're too big and they like they shrink boobs they were they like get rid of under boob lines they do all sorts of things to make you not sexually attracted to the sailor scouts or like as much i don't know it's kind of interesting japan's always been a lot more open about that sort of thing but at the same time you're like they are 14 14. yeah so (laughs) you know i'm not you know angry about it no but it's interesting because they basically go naked silhouette when they transform Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so some other other like magical girl shows you might recognize. I think the only other big one that was like officially like a magical girl type show that made it big here in America was Card Captors. Um, Card Captor Sakura, which had a pretty big run. But there's there's other ones and mostly niche people are into into it. But niche people. Niche people. Fucking niche people. Go back to your niche, you little little niche people. Get back but, in there. Get back in your magical girl it's, hole. I, but I, I think prefer that, the niche. <laughs> the niche person? That no. Niche. Well, that's what they want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> we call them niche people. Um, 
But He-Man and She-Ra both really fit the bill. I think He-Man is like the American boy version of a magical girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's all power fantasy that you know that comes from. Hey, look, you probably you know we all have shitty bodies because <laughs> we're not because <laughs> we're not all like you know American ninja warriors or yeah you know the people we want to be when we look in the mirror. And so obviously. But here, have this pendant and say the magic words and you can get ripped as fuck. Right, because nobody wants to do a show about somebody just like religiously going to the gym and eating <laughs> eating right and like spending all time away from their friends doing a lot of push-ups. You know, it's the, you know. Yeah. Look great right now. Zero minute abs. <laughs> Anyway, that's Honestly, my too, that's my little there's context. A fun, there's a fun bit when uh, when Serena confronts the vampire. Yeah. Um, that sort of again sort of reiterates that that sort of He-Man gag where where the cat's like throw your headband at her, and yeah. Serena's like, boy, that's a really stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat's just like, nah, do it, just throw it. And she's she even basically says like magical headband. I hope this works. Attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's big, really cool. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, I think a big thing that I really appreciate about the way this show is done compared to, say, like a Digimon is that uh, it, Digimon gave us all the characters up front and then slowly gave us info about them. And yeah. I really like I like the style better of like, here's basically just Sailor Moon and we don't even see Venus, Mars or any of the others. No, like we're going to get we're going to get those like info about those characters as they're new and fresh to us. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's been eight episodes and finally we get something about Joe or something, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I also think um, that her actual confrontation is scary. She mm-hmm. and she and it's it's rightfully scary and it feels very real and very raw that she doesn't just immediately become all oh, right. Here's what we'll do. I'll stop you. And she's like scared and, and crying and confused and just like I okay, I'm I'm in a different, slightly different skirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't feel any more brave. Uh, I don't know what to do. Nothing has been made clear to me. Yeah. So she she does kind of come up strong. Like she shows up on the scene and does that little like pose mm-hmm. with all of her little Spider Man hands. Right. And like you know, she's like, I'm going to fight evil. And that means you. And you're like, oh, yeah. nice. But then she completely it, loses all confidence. <laughs> oh, sure. And if anything, I think it's uh, because a lot of those things Which are going to be animated. Moment, right? Like, she's 14. She was told she has superpowers. She shows up and it's like, I have superpowers. But what does that mean? And yeah, can I get okay. hurt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought this far ahead. Great. Yeah. Um, but, like, there are segments that are meant to be reused episode to episode. So yes, I, I assume something like in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. That yep. kind of thing is going to get used a lot. So the confidence she has there is probably meant to be evergreen. Yeah. Uh, so okay. we're kind of seeing like, it's not, they didn't do it just for this instance. Cause they, you know, they want to stretch it. So the, the next episode of sailor moon uh, actually got skipped by this original dub. Uh, episode two is entirely skipped because there's a scene where Melvin lifts up the teacher's skirt and makes her cry. Huh. Uh, Melvin's a piece that, of shit. 
Melvin's a piece Melvin of shit. Melvin is so gross. That, Melvin is gross. And uh, and so the, instead of trying to cut and like modify that, they're like, fuck it, we're skipping the episode. So Which I actually, time, I appreciate that he's now done something uh, the, uh, for the audience that is that is discernibly gross. Because really, aside from being is sort of uh, the tone in the episode, you kind of get it. But he hasn't done anything outwardly creepy. All he's done yeah. is ask if she wants help studying. Yeah. Um, and get and grossed out by girls. You managed to see a little bleed there that it is that he might that he might be a creep, but we haven't seen that. No, so I'm glad. I'm glad if we're if we're supposed to take him as this character, I'm glad he's now done something that that is worthy of our ire. Right. Yeah. Even if even if they didn't give it to us, even if they yeah, it. we know still it. Still kind of the ducky of the show, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the actual it's- episode that we're going to watch next is called Talk Radio. And that's that's uh, that's all I got. It's called Talk Radio. I don't know anything. I haven't watched it. I didn't watch ahead. I'm no Austin. Yeah. Okay. So then let's just skip straight to big picture thoughts. Um, I really liked it. I had yeah. a surprisingly good time watching this dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yeah. not watched the um, the new dub or Crystal or the or the subtitled version. I don't know what the if I if I will be watching both for all of them or kind of iterating. Right. Uh, But this one I liked. I did, too. Yeah. I had a good time. It's just it's it's good fun. It's good fun. It's energy like its energy is really peppy and I love it. Uh, The the animation is, uh, you know, sort of low, low on quality, but great on fluidity, I guess. You know, like it moves really well. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, I, I it doesn't ask, like it doesn't uh, call attention to it. It 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 isn't uh, it isn't failing at what it's trying to be. I guess is that a good yeah. way to put it, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, the animation is as good as it needs to be when it needs to be that good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Luna is my 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 favorite part. The the animation wise, the cat is damn cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anim- anime knows how to do cats. I gotta tell you, <laughs> they've been putting money into that technology for decades. <laughs> <laughs> they've got cats down. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's it's really not a surprise that so many girls and women connected to it and still connect to it because, you know, where where there was a ocean of. You know, sidekick, competent sidekick, Testicles. female characters. I, I, that's not what I was going to say, but. Uh, <laughs> but Roy just likes to say what testicles it was. Yeah. Sea of testicles. Yeah, and and then you know we have these these shows like Sonic, or you have like you know just nothing but kind of a fun killer, uh, like effectively oh, a, mom, a mom female character. You know, who's just like, well, I'm very competent, but. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't really have any character flaws. I don't really have it. I'm not like, you know, lazy or I don't get any of the good lines or I don't, you know, I kind of just scold the the cool attitude character mm-hmm. and um, and talk about the plot. And it's like, you know, seeing Serena be like in Crystal, there's a moment where she's caught uh, eating lunch before lunch. Like she's having like an early like pre-lunch <laughs> lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like they really play up her like love of food in 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 Crystal, which I would have li- liked to see more in this. But uh, just like food and naps and uh, <laughs> food and naps, you know, it's just like she herself is just a cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but just she's you can connect with her. She's, she's yeah, absolutely fun. She's clumsy. She's silly. She like yeah, yeah. 
she screws up. Girls, yes, he's a real know, protagonist. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure on girls to sort of live up to that, you know, perfect grades, perfect looks, you know, perfect attendance, perfect, like, um, and yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, it was a thing I hadn't really noticed till I noticed it. And then it was, you know, abundantly clear how few characters, like female characters I've seen, like, get to get a bad test without that be kind of like the point like without it being because she's a dumb girl or there's a certain expectation that it's that it's somehow an aberration from the norm yeah whereas this is just uh like it normalized i guess i is how i would put it yeah yeah so like it's great yeah i think that's that's i'm excited to see more saturday morning tuesday says it's great also, uh, but we would be remiss to not mention the Sailor Says segment <laughs> after the show is over. That's right. Yeah, we get some some nice little like moral of the story moment for like this, you know, the Canadian or whatever company that made this dub. They were like, you know what we need to reiterate the things that are obvious using recycled footage. Yeah. And so this one was basically what it was like. uh believe in yourself even if you're dumb or clumsy mm-hmm. right which like look great you know yeah. if, it, if it helps uh also if it helps girls point to their parents and be like see mom i am learning something good like well okay <laughs> it does have a message it's yeah. not just evil scary vampires and, and yeah those, i imagine i skirts. imagine 90s parents had a lot to fear with uh, anime Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, I, I think it, it cuts a little bit differently. Like, like the PSAs and during cartoons are a remnant of, and I am forgetting exactly what the ordinances are, but there were some some very heavy moral policing of of cartoons yeah. um, that, that that caused them to ebb and flow in popularity and what they could be, and I think they were those were in there to sort of uh, probably appease some of that some of that like moms against uh evil vampires sort of of (laughs) Maeve Um, yeah uh, yeah we all know we all know that group they're terrifying even today yeah (laughs) they've grown worse than the vampires themselves dude I would watch that show though if they were like a series of moms (laughs) who are all vampire hunters (laughs) ah shit mom helping Uh, But what I was going to say was that despite that sort of very odd juxtaposition between the show and the PSA, like, part of me doesn't hate uh, children's entertainment having some some moral or philosophical value, um, even if it's explicit, like, even if they're like, eh, this is just a fun show, but we'll do something at the end. Like, oh, there's no subtlety in this children's cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. They're kids. Yeah. All right. That's Sailor Moon. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Hey, Austin. Yeah. Uh, I heard you just uh, tried your the new the new flavor of Slurpee. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, not not Seven Eleven Slurpees, but uh, but street Slurpees. I did. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about street Slurpees, our favorite new sponsor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we are fortunate to have a new sponsor in street Slurpees, uh, and so I got to try one out. Uh, as a full disclosure, this was paid for 
uh, buy street Slurpees. So I, you know, I didn't buy this with my own money. I think legally I have to say that. <laughs> uh, so and, and w- whether I want wanted to pay for it or not, or whether I wanted to drink it, like it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's because it, they're a sponsor and they gave it to me. And, and you know, it was it is was drink uh, the, the correct verb for how you consume a street Slurpee. Ingest is, is what they prefer. <laughs> yeah. They prefer um, it? <laughs> yeah, so they they come in uh, what they call ingestion spheres. <laughs> uh, and so they're, they're these sort of like spotted, sometimes like brown, sometimes white. Well, like a dragon egg. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's like smaller. So oh, like it's a like, dinosaur it, egg. No, like small, like like some kind of almost oh, like, like a Pokemon a, egg. Like a bird, like some kind <laughs> like of like farm egg. bird. Yeah, oh, like a really little one. I, honestly, now that I think about it, I think they're literally just eggs. Did you get a handful um, of them? Did they give you a handful? I, yeah, of I got a couple. Eggs? They handed them to me very gingerly. <laughs> um, they were sometimes <laughs> they hurried like, me away. White. Uh, they could crack easily, um, <laughs> and then you kind of just crack one open and just they're they're eggs. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess they're eggs. Um, I'm not sure what sort of animal it came out of. I mean, I assume a bird. But, what you described uh, sounds like a robin's egg. Yeah, those are spec- uh, so I hear you that's know. <laughs> is that what the kids are calling street slurpees yeah, nowadays? But, but look, you know, we want to appease the sponsor. You know, I'm not like I had a great time with these street slurpees. Uh, I uh, they're they're very uh, liquid filled, <laughs> which is great because I usually <laughs> really enjoy liquids. So. I could really feel uh, my bones firming up. Yeah, so they they went into my body. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know, that was the totality of the experience. So uh, it was pretty fun. Dope. Yeah. Thanks, Street Slurpees. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to order some, um, you know, you can kind of just go... Uh, Find a nest. Yeah, go clutching. <laughs> go- <laughs> It's just the verb for finding a clutch. Shake the bushes near your house and see what see what rolls out. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. Episode six: A real superhero. Real human being. I don't know. I don't know if you could. Hero. That's a song. Thank you. The song from Drive. <laughs> so I don't know that we can really call Mr. Hero a real superhero. I feel like I was sold a bill of goods here at the episode title. No, no. He, the, both the character is lame and the actor who portrays him, who they go to meet, is is significantly lamer. Yeah. yeah. So what's, uh, what is this episode about, Andy? Well, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, I got a blurb. Sarah and Bonehead go to Hollywood to meet their oh, favorite, already favorite this episode. We're, we're two <laughs> words into this description, and I couldn't be angrier. <laughs> oh, God. Sarah and Bonehead go to Hollywood to meet their favorite TV superhero, Mr. Hero. Unfortunately, the Tyrannos go to Hollywood, too, to eliminate Mr. Hero and get their claws on his weapons. That's the episode. That's what we're dealing with here today. If this was your first time watching Dinosaurs with episode six, you might think it's some kind of like never ending story kind of situation about Sarah and her her lovable oaf dinosaur bonehead and all of their adventures. 
Oh, it's not God. really. It's not. No, oh, we've we've gotten altogether too much bonehead in the last couple episodes. Yeah, Great. they have really gotten. They've really fallen for bonehead. I don't know. I do not understand. What? Especially whose, when whose son is the actor playing bonehead? <laughs> right. <laughs> like fuck. Well, and, and I know they've made this show. Like we're only six episodes in, so they probably hadn't shown it to really anybody at this point. You know, so the, it, this isn't like audience testing. This isn't like, well, right. focus, groups are, focus groups are crazy about Bonehead. <laughs> he needs to <laughs> every episode. Oh, God. So yet again is an episode without Paul, our favorite secrets or secret scout. Uh, one of four who, secret scouts. One of four. Together with the dinosaurs to defeat the evil Tyrannos. Yeah, these dinosaurs from outer space, a planet called Reptilon. It's not very clear, and they don't really care about making it clear. But they gave them cool power rings, these these young teens, and they sort of have lifted them from their normal lives so that they can help them in this terrifying dinosaur war. By the uh, way, really quick, side note I learned about the power rings is that a lot of folks who would be like, wow, this really looks like Captain Planet rings, uh, and it came out before Captain Planet, same mm-hmm. company... And when Dinosaurs was canceled, those same people later repurposed those rings for Captain Planet. So, Brutal. There's I, bet, I bet there was I bet there was some market research on how on how fly kids think rings are. <laughs> kids <laughs> love jewelry. It, it, it has sort of permeated our superhero, like transform. Like, I mean, the, well, the Phantom had a ring. Oh yeah, the, the Phantom. Famously, yeah. first re- the first magic ring I can think of. Yeah, yeah uh, but they're all over comic. the place. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah. Wonder Twins, yeah. Green Rings. Yeah, yeah, and they're very merchandisable. They are. Uh, um so yeah, so we only get two of our little teen teen peeps in this episode. We get Sarah and we get Ryan. And Ryan's pretty boring. We don't really have any concrete details oh, yeah, he's, about him. He's the worst. But Sarah <laughs> Sarah we have some concrete details about, and uh, those details are that we hate her. Oh she's she's uh, she is so she is uh <laughs> her voice actress is is it's, abysmal it's just, uh, i didn't really... know like a 12 year old could phone something in <laughs> <laughs> but she's found a way oh man so this episode uh it, it kind of reuses some plot elements from previous episodes right yeah, so like God, so like we've got Lord, hollywood really again does. and we were just yep. in hollywood in episode four yeah episode uh, four, hooray for hollywood yeah, and we've got Mr. Uh, fighting dinosaurs. It's not that different than going to Hollywood to see dinosaurs. No, it yeah, is not. Or visit dinosaurs in Dinosaur Valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It feels uh, it feels like we've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've got we got more instances of Genghis Rex not understanding human concepts, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got the Tyrannos are still somehow managing to successfully surveil the lava dome and find yeah. out what's going on inside Intercept of it. Intercept transmissions. Also, like when Aloe like kind of gets a quick inkling of what's going on with his other dinosaurs. They make some really <laughs> huge, some really huge logical leaps as to like exactly where they are. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan does it. Ryan shows yeah, up and he's right. like, Oh, well based on no information, I bet the Tyrannos intercepted the thing. They saw what they were watching on TV. They <laughs> thought it was real. They didn't know that it wasn't real and they've all gone to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really literally, Ryan. It's literally like rear, like shuffled, elements from every other episode we've watched so far. 
they've already they're already completely out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what's new, right? So we've got this character, Mister Hero, who's like got his own TV show, obviously like a national kids show, mm-hmm. uh, and he's ba- he's a real shitty Superman knockoff. Yeah, um, but he has these he has this weapon called the Biofreeze weapon. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the Biofreeze ray, it's not the Biofreeze gun, it's the Biofreeze weapon, which kind of mm-hmm. sounds like the writer put a placeholder thinking he was going to come up with a better name, <laughs> and then someone just saw the script and was like, "Yeah, that's a good name." Well, well they've uh, already used Bazookasaurus, so like, <laughs> <that was> out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but and de and de evolutionizer or de de what was the, the, the devolver the devolver yeah that's kind of funny yeah yeah I'll give you credit I, on devolver but I it didn't look like a revolver that, that joke was not clear before no. that moment though uh we so we're on television like we're watching a television yes. show and yes, you've got yes, some yes. some rando like explorer people who are being attacked by a regular dinosaur. Uh, and then uh, they see flying in the sky. It kind of looks like Superman, a lot yeah. like Superman. Yeah. Uh, who, again, are the creator of the show, Michael Islin, would later produce DC comic stuff for like the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. Um, so we so get a we get a, a, a clearly passable brand neutral Superman, which they clarify <laughs> saying fiction. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's legally not Superman. (laughs) Well, who sees something flying up in the air and with no provocation says, that's not a bird? Like, that's not a plane. No one suggested it was a bird, Tom. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you talking to? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it does almost feel like a legal disclaimer. So, and I don't want to. I don't want to praise this episode too much because this actually. I think this is my least favorite one so uh, far. It was a yeah. stinker. I'm it, just calling it out. Even funny. Nothing even funny happened. I was but, completely shut out. But yeah. I do want to say one good thing, which is that it did finally give us a piece of concrete information about Sarah. Finally, which is that she's got a huge boy boner for Mister Hero. <laughs> she's like super into him, and Bonehead's like, "Is he attractive?" And she's like, "Yes." He's so, so hot. Look at him. Oh, trust me, Bonehead. This guy's hot. Um, which, you know, it's not a very good piece of information, but it's honestly the closest she's ever come to having a character. Yeah. And for that matter, I mean, when it comes to that kind of information, nobody really has any care. Like, that's the only bit of character we've learned about this. People think anything in this show. Yes. Like, nobody else, nobody else has any sort of uh, opinions or mannerisms beyond being terrible yeah <laughs> oh it's true yeah basically uh remind me why we uh why we canceled sonic uh and not you know what <laughs> <laughs> you need to get real quiet i'm just giving you shit that was a that was a team decision we all decided we want to watch more dinosaurs but man i hope this isn't a, a, a downward trend i hope yeah. they get as good as that cave boy episode again oh boy uh, we need more cave boy <laughs> <laughs> we really need more cave boy yeah so they go I to had, hollywood i have um, two I, I, I see, on cave boy i, I do see in my in my youtube up next like uh you know a little recommender yeah episode eight is called burgers up so <laughs> we've got that to look forward to <laughs> okay that sounds amazing burgers up like burgers uh, up yeah, that classic game we all play. <laughs> that, and an episode that called Be Prepared, which obviously doesn't show anything interesting, except the thumbnail is aloe next to the world's largest ball of yarn. Okay. 
So okay. that could be interesting. Hey, I'm just reporting what I see here. I don't need your attitudes. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm really excited. I'm legitimately excited to have four more episodes of Dinosaurs. Um, so uh, okay, so we're talking about talking about this episode and the things that were not recycled. So they go to Hollywood, which was recycled, but uh-huh. yeah. but they find uh, they they land. And they accidentally land inside of the studio, and like these security guards almost find them. I'm talking about Sarah and Bonehead here at this point. Oh yeah, there's yeah, like a they mummy. They don't really catch wise to the fact that the entire roof has opened up. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> it's like oh, did no. you hear anything? It's yeah, so let's weird. go back. Let's leave. <laughs> and they pull the from roof the roof is open. There's a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. The jet engine fell through the hole. <laughs> there's something here, guys. But they they do that that Scooby Doo playbook thing again, where like apparently the the security guards are really scared of the studio at night, and so Sarah scares them away by like manipulating a big fake mummy out of a door, and they're like, oh, yeah. oh no, like that's yeah, an enormous gag for an completely irrelevant plot point. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It never matters. It, yeah, they like, never come back. The guards. Don't <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter. They're just filling time. Um, but they get there, uh, and they can't find Mr. Hero, but they do find his, uh, so this is, this is a plot point here. They, he, the character, Mr. Hero recharges by getting inside of his power Tron, which is oh, like right. this big cylindrical <laughs> chamber Dude, that he, he like, had a great yeah. world building coming, <laughs> but he gets into and, his power Tron. And so they find oh, a power Tron hey, set. Yeah. Fucking bonehead. Yeah. They're they're scared because they hear people coming, and the people they hear coming are, of course, the Tyrannos, who are following up on this stupid lead they have. Uh, <laughs> and Bonehead gets in the the Powertron, and they steal the Powertron, and then they've ended up getting Bonehead as a, uh, a hostage. And so when the rest <laughs> of the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs show up, and they're like, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, they got Bonehead I did forget there was actually I, I did because re- uh, a Genghis Rex wears Bonehead in on like a in like a baby little baby carrier when they for the hostage exchange. That was <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, that's right. That, that was so odd. He's he's yeah. I don't. What do you call it? Do you, do you guys even know the name of those things? Those little front front packs little for babies. Baby Bjorn. A baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is, and it's exactly what he's got. What he's got Bonehead in. Ah, it's so beautiful. I mean, I wrote I wrote baby merchandise for three years, so I <laughs> I'm on top of it. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say that having um, having Bonehead as like a hostage is probably the most successful the Tyrannos have ever been, and that yeah, right. was entirely by mistake. Yeah, uh, they did not intend for that hostage, and then they had one, and it's God, it just speaks to how awful everybody is in this show do you, yeah no it's you a it's a it's a it's a display of of buffoonery at every turn but <laughs> um the thing about bonehead is his name is bonehead he's he's the family dunce uh he's he's not a superhero and they let him come around they let him you know play anyways <laughs> and they come and rescue him without it's not his fault you know it's they, they acknowledge that it's their fault that he, because he's bonehead, and he he shouldn't have been on missions. 
No. And if he gets kidnapped, they're not going to rub it in his face. They're not going to be like, oh, that's Bonehead. It's like, this is our fault. Because, of course, Bonehead got captured. So I wanted to just push ahead to some other details about the second half of the episode, which is yeah, uh, thank God. really weird. Um, the thing that happens is that the Genghis Rex doesn't want to give up Bonehead unless they trade him for Mr. Hero and his bio-freeze weapon, because they really want that weapon, even though they've got some pretty cool weapons themselves, like a fucking Devolver. That's pretty great, but whatever. So they want that, and so... <laughs> They need to find the actor who plays Mr. Hero. And to do this, Aloe says in a in a, a first for this whole show, he shows a knowledge of human like society that is that is astounding. And he says, <laughs> well, you know, uh, most companies keep records of their employees in their computer systems. Maybe we can find his address <laughs> that way. And like, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even. That's new. And then they're like, Demetra's immediately like, boop, boop, boop on something. And he's like, well, I've got the address. And they go to his house in Beverly Hills. It's like, man, your your knowledge of things that are important is so lopsided. It really <laughs> is. I don't, I don't get it. And at the same time that, you know, Genghis Rex is like tapping into TV feeds. Then he's like, let's go to Hollywood, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's it's so just like the convenience of like they know some things and they don't know other things and none of it makes sense because right and let alone the fact that like he's trying to get the biofreeze weapon which is not as good as the bazookasaurus like the bazookasaurus <laughs> again which they had several of uh, turned people to stone forever forever <laughs> yeah um you know yeah. like that's 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 baller yeah. but um. You know, like, none of the things that even say at some point, like, oh, we're the last dinosaurs on Earth. Don't remind me or something. And, like, (laughs) no, you're not. The first episode, you found other dinosaurs and, like, let them be. Let them chill. Like, this whole show is, is, like, allergic to continuity. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if that was just the way it was made, if that was just, like, a conscious effort to think, like, Okay, well, we can't. We don't know what episode, what what uh, order these episodes are going to be in. We just kind of have to make everything at, pretend like it's the only episode of this show ever made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including forgetting that we've done other plot points and not having anybody call attention to the fact that they've already been to Hollywood. Yeah, it's bizarre, uh, and I hate it. Absolutely agreed. It was yeah. designed for syndication. Yep. Um. Mr. Hero himself, the actor, is uh, is a little a little cowardly jerkwad. Yeah, uh, he's just this rich guy that they find, and he's like, "Well, I'm an actor," and she's like, "Well, I thought you were a great person," and he's like, "Turns out I'm not." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But then, but then one t- like two seconds go by where they're like, "Well, we're giving up on you," and they walk outside, and he shows up in his outfit and is like, "I'm gonna help," like. The, again, the entire previous scene was just rendered completely pointless because he just immediately turned around and had a change of heart for no right. reason. Uh, I mean, I think I think she uh, she laid him out pretty good. But the it, it the last line of that previous like little scene lit is him going, I want to help, but I'm scared. And then it cuts <laughs> to them outside and then two seconds go by and he's there ready to go in his suit. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, yeah, it's I don't know. 
Yeah, if there was more of a time cut, we could sort of assume he spent some time to really think about it. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, time is of the essence, so they had to, <laughs> to really just make that turn around right away. I guess what I really wanted was just a prolonged scene of him pacing, you know? <laughs> no sound, no dialogue, just him pacing around. Man, that would have been great for me. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wanted. I wanted a better episode. Um, I mean, narratively, that's probably a moment it needed. But, you know, uh, the last thing I want to address about this episode. So he comes in, Hero comes in and helps them defeat the bad guys again. And they scamper off, I guess. Uh, and then uh, Sarah, you know, is impressed by Mr. Hero and it's like, wow, you really are a hero and then kisses him. And then he makes the creepiest fucking smile I've ever <laughs> seen. It's like a Junji Ito death mask smile. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not great. Well, and he's blushing like more than any human would blush. Like, yeah. It's it's supernaturally red circles on his cheeks. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, they had to pump something to get an end, you know, some kind of like special end button. But it's bad. So they chose the shining. Yeah. Version. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying mask of death. Um, I don't know. Anybody else got any, any big thoughts on this one? I don't no. have small thoughts on this one. <laughs> It's, well, it's a stinkeroo. All right. Like Rory said, the next episode's called Burgers Up. So let's hope that there's some, some McDonald's fueled hijinks. Yeah. Uh, Rory. Yeah. Um, I heard about this newish sponsor that we've had. Um, that was uh, uh, really, really eager to get on the show today. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, Austin. And I think you were you were in last correspondence with them. Uh -huh. uh, but I heard some whisper about uh, about clam powder. Clam powder, yeah. It's um it's an orthopedic powder. Um it goes it goes in your shoes. <laughs> really? <laughs> so clam powder is it gives your feet that fresh that fresh uh, uh, semen smell. I'm a, <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, from like like a day of clamming, like a day at the sea. Um, sure. Yeah. All right. The the a, a briny freshness. Um, <laughs> that uh, I remember, my old my peepop would come home from a, a long day of clamming, and he'd take off his, his and Wellington. And his feet were were, were ripe. <laughs> like with that, with that, with that clam, that fresh clam smell, That's and, and, and I, it just made me yearn. It, I yearned for, uh, for, for clam chowder, powdered clam chowder. Uh, so the the thing about uh, clam powder is that actually you can use it as powdered chowder. You can put it in, <laughs> you can put it in a bowl of water, or you can use it for your feet, like athlete's foot. Uh, oh. Both are both are are within the prescribed range of what they recommend. You gotta give me some of that powdered chowder. Powdered chowder. <laughs> uh, and the funny thing about it, actually, um, it's louder than regular chowder. <laughs> it's louder powdered chowder. Wow, what a great deal. Yeah. Uh, so the way you buy it is you just go online to uh, chowderpowder.com. 
and you have to buy it by the tub. <laughs> okay. Uh, because it's it's made with whole clams, so you can't really just buy uh, small quantities. You buy one hundred dollars gets you a tub of clam powder. Now, does it come in tubs of like old muscle milk tubs that have been like covered <laughs> over? Uh, it does come in old muscle milk tubs. How did you uh, know that, old, Austin? Uh, or, or whatever tub they could really scrounge together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just what I remember from the press release. Not, not clam powder, because that's still it's still clam powder in there. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sign me up. I'll take three. <laughs> three tubs. No, three just three powder. It keeps your feet fresh. It keeps your powder. It keeps your chowder uh, chewy. <laughs> I it's love good it. stuff. Thanks, Rory. Thank you. All right, everybody. Episode six of uh, of Digimon Adventures is called Togemon in Toy Town, and our little blurb goes as follows: After a brief, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to pause for a little sound effect. After a brief chase through the sewers by Numamons, the kids and their Digimon end up captive by Monzamon in Toy Town, and only Mimi and Palmon are left to save them. Oof. All right, now let's get into it. Let's Uh, really get, let's get in the, get in the Numamon of it. (laughs) Get into the, uh, the Noom Sludge of it all. Yeah, the kids are enjoying some some jaunty some jaunty sewer hijinks, singing, singing that songs song. and sharing sharing their uh, sharing their uh, some history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's uh, actually they begin with a disembodied narrator voice of uh, a meme. Wow, I didn't know we were gonna find a secret admirer in the sewers. Oh yeah, it's a real a real generous way to put it. Yeah. It's weird that there's like this from the future backwards looking narration by Mimi when that's not really a thing that we do any other time in this show. Yeah, right. I, I assume that's a just another weird clarification ad from American. That's correct. American people. Yeah, that was not in the in the original. Because <laughs> otherwise it starts with, OK, let's sing that song that Agumon made for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Which, is <laughs> Which is a weird... <laughs> kind of a yeah. weird jump. The the song, by the way, that Agumon wrote goes as God, follows: yes. Digimon eat and Digimon fight. Digimon digivolve and fight all night. And that's the whole song. That is the whole song. You put in a lot of effort, Agumon. And then he's well, like, everybody else sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Agumon's crappy, but that was it was a fun little bit. And then yeah. Mimi tries to sing, and apparently she's she can't sing for Dickens. She also doesn't sing. The song they were singing, which is no. kind, of a, kind of a dick move too. <laughs> she kind of does her own thing. Like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing my darling Clementine or whatever. She sings "Home on the Range," I think. "Home on the Range." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, uh, just like you know, weird. Well, yeah, because the, I, yeah, she's got her, she's got that whole like um, American shtick. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was not. Uh, I think this is the only other thing that I cared about that was different from the original Japanese this episode. Oh, um, she didn't sing Home on the Range in the original no. Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that whole conversation is different. So they're not even, they're not singing a weird song Agumon wrote. They're doing like this game where they sing known songs, like bits of them. And like, if 
like the, wherever the last person stopped with whatever syllable they ended on, the next person has to find a new song that starts with that syllable. Huh. So they're like playing a little game and then Agumon ends on like the eh sound and they're like, what the fuck? What are we going to do? And then Mimi like sings one and they're like, we don't know that song. <laughs> is, she, okay. is she like a bad singer? No. No. Oh. So they've like they've like added that bit in there because they didn't know how to translate it. Sure. Which is but it's also which like is, more shitting on Mimi. Yeah. The second time they've like added in Mimi sucks out of context. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. It does. They're really shitting on her. Yeah. Uh, and I want to like her. Yeah. And then, so then Sora all of a sudden uh, gets really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, which is funny because we're getting more Sora development in about two seconds of someone else's episode than Sora's <laughs> entire Sora episode. Yeah. But, and we reveal that, you know, she thinks about her family and she thinks about her life and, she gets dripped on by water and the singing and everything just kind of reminds her of home. And we kind of get a brief flash of all the other some of the other characters, you know, thinking about what they used to do and and realizing yeah. that they've been gone for a while. And like starting yeah. to take a toll. It's starting to take a toll. I loved I love TK because he's like, I miss games, just just games. Mm. I thought I was going to beat Matt real soon. And then Matt's like, that's <laughs> that's fucking funny. You thought you were going to beat me. I'm Matt, you <laughs> fool. <laughs> no one beats a perfect being. You can't kill I'm a, a god. Oh yeah, I'm a being of pure light and energy. <laughs> I will always school you. What's, what's a king to a god? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I like they're all like reminiscing, and Tentamon looks over and he's like, "Wow, they really do come from another world." And Gabumon's like, "Yeah, that's why they're so depressed." <laughs> yeah, it like was yeah, an just super accurate. callous. <laughs> That's why they're so depressed. Right. And yeah. Gabumon's uh, uh, continue is such a strange accent. It's such a strange vocal choice. Yeah. Uh, Gabumon <laughs> is a soft spoken. Yeah. Like, but it's like it doesn't. It, it sounds like it's trying to have a regionalism that is non-existent. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Yeah, it's <laughs> like East Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Europe. <laughs> Again. Well, yeah. and Africa, but he wasn't yeah. doing African. Um, so, yeah, probably. Uh, I lied earlier. The other little thing that I like from the original Japanese is that they don't bother just calling it noom sludge. They full on just say poop. Just, yeah. That was okay. So was, let's let's dial back a sec. Yeah. So so uh, this this Digimon Numamon uh, comes out of the sewers. Gross uh, sludge beast. Yeah, it's a <laughs> slug beast uh, with giant sound tentacle like eyes. Edwin. You sound like Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and they start chasing the kids through the sewers. Uh, and then they start throwing their noom sludge. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Which is just flinging pink, infinite, pink an infinite amount of pink poop. Yeah, they're throwing tight spirals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it's funny because the, it's not like like logs of poop. They're 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 full on poop poop emoji style poops. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah but they're like pink. They're neon pink. Right. It's like it's, Play-Doh, it's odd. Play-Doh, you know, spaghetti maker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're gross. They're super yeah. gross. No one likes the new mind. Um, 
but they come out they come out of the sewer they chase them out and it's like oh they don't like the sun because they're like little gross basement sewer boys and they, and they hate the sun and so now they're safe <laughs> they're the weebs of the digital world <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they come out they come out and they have found another like little installment like this episode's version of an alien's idea of what the real world looks like and they find a bunch of vending machines uh, in the middle of nowhere and Mimi's like, oh, shit, snacks. I got to go buy some snacks. <laughs> They're like, Mimi, you're so dumb. And she's like, I don't care. I want yeah. snacks so bad. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what have uh, they really been eating for the last? It, 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 it does make sense. And also, this is the first. We get a little snippet here. Actually, we've had it a little bit more this episode in general. But I think this was the first line that it was overt. Uh, that uh, calls attention to maybe that they've been in this world for more than just the episodes we've seen. You yeah. know, like, like it's a world that has exists even when we're not here. They're like, well, there's no stopping Mimi when she's stubborn, which, of course, mm-hmm. is not evidenced by anything we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And they probably they pro- I don't think any of them really spent a ton of time with her when they were in summer camp. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So in a weird twist that makes very little sense to me, she goes and uses the vending machine and the front of it falls open and there's another Numamon in there who suddenly hits yeah. on her and asks her out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't love it. I don't love the idea, the general concept that Digimon can have sexual desires for, you know, anyone, let alone children. <laughs> Well, it would have um, been different if it was like an Andromon or something that looked like a person, but this is like a, a little, a little sludge goblin. Yeah, it's a little like Mary, a very Marianne birthday to you, slug monster. <laughs> yeah, with, you know, with sexual desires, and I don't, <laughs> I don't love it. I don't. I Dirty think, little slug boner. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I ever thought I'd use the phrase sexual Digimon. Uh, <laughs> That's my new band name. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Uh, and there's an army of them, too, which is extra oh, scary. Yeah. And they can only come out. They've come out because the sun's gone behind the clouds, in case you guys were really worried, like, but I they broke thought... the continuity. <laughs> right. But no, they were very careful to show us that like a storm came out, which has no bearing on anything else. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, a, little, a little shade to allow the new ones out. Yeah. To, to break the rule that they established that we didn't need. Nobody was <laughs> like, well, what? Numamans can't be out in the sunlight. <laughs> uh, but they get they have to run from the Numamon again, and then they run into the main villain of the episode, uh, Monzamon, who is a big stuffed teddy bear who's the scariest thing in the world. He yep. is so scary to me, because unlike the other, like... You know, Black Gear fucked up Digimon. Uh, Monzamon just continually says nice things while he tries to shoot you with laser eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got laser eyes. And he's, he's a, he's a uh, I guess you could say, a demonization of something that's supposed to be traditionally... Uh, Playful. Uh, Playful. Yeah. 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 Whereas Hawaii. the other ones have been a, a fire beast and a Terminator ripoff. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this one's literally a teddy bear who runs Toy Town. Yeah. Uh, nightmare town full of scary toys. Yeah. And so, you know, all the while he's trying to murder you, he says, let's play soccer. And, and you're it, like, Ugh. And you kind of find out that, like, th- these toys are not even evil. He he tried to teach them to love, and it backfired <laughs> to, 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 extremely poorly. Yeah. 
wasn't great. Uh, just a, a little a little shout out here with a, a, a literary reference. Uh, the name of this Digimon, Manzemon, uh, is a reference to uh, sort of a, a really ancient like 18th century. That's not really ancient, but an 18th century Japanese playwright named Chikamatsu Manzaemon, uh, oh. which is a really you know cute pun with Mon and Manzaemon. Uh, he wrote a bunch of old like Bunraku and Kabuki plays. Uh, he's kind of like there isn't really a Japanese equivalent, but he's sort of like you know a Shakespeare equivalent for Japan. Or maybe he's like Pushkin, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Japanese Pushkin. Uh, but because he did a bunch of old puppet theater, that's kind of the connection that they made, right? Like he's like this big sort of puppet like creature. How anyway. many car- how many cartoons and, and I guess and animes? I feel like probably have at least a few have this sort of like deserted toy town trope. It seems mm-hmm. like a pretty used, a pretty recycled idea that yeah. I don't know sort of where it, what its genesis was. I don't Probably know where that comes from merchandising, either. yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that because it's always like really childlike toys, right? It's like yeah. building blocks and shit, right? Like there's no there's no lobbyist trying to be like, you got to sell more Lincoln logs, you know? Like all these like abandoned toy towns are super simplistic. I, I mean, I think you know it, a lot of a lot of kids shows uh, pull their content from other kids' content. Yeah, and so you know w- when you have, I mean, I, I would say they just a lot of them come from use uh, Rankin Bass as like a you know kind of a universal template. Mm-hmm. So it could be a kind of like Island of Misfit Toys sort of right, sure. Um, you know things like that. Yeah. So they they get captured by Monzaemon, or at least most of them do. Like, we sort of get this weird, like, time jump. Mimi's like, you know, she goes off on her own, and her and Palmon get, uh, they get helped out again by the guy, like, the little new Mamon who tries to get her to go out with him again. And she's like, still no. And he's like, wow, what a girl. Um, uh, she'll come around. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, no, don't love that. Don't love it. I don't love it, but uh, but she gets to Toy Town. She's like, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> uh, and everyone is there already. Like she, all the other kids are there, but none of their Digimon are there. And the kids are like playing with the toys, but like in a voice that implies that they're internally screaming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Like it's like in Toy Town, toys play with you. And they uh, they're like chasing the kids around and they're like, ha ha ha. This is so much fun. Ha 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 ha. Uh, and Joe like, seemed pretty cool. Joe, <laughs> yeah, Joe was all right. But that that uh, Mimi has my favorite line in the episode there. She's like looking at him and they're like, that's weird. Eh. Well, they always were a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was funny. Yeah, um, it does. It is a sort of like pretty under underdeveloped part of the plot that like um, the the kids. Uh, we don't we don't know how long they've been running from these from these toys. Presumably long enough to that there's stuff has happened. Yeah, um, and we don't really get a good idea of it. But yeah, they they're being chased by toys and they have to pretend to play. And yeah, the why of that with, play around with time ahead. a little bit here. Yeah. Where, in a way that doesn't really help me understand the story. No, no. I was more confused. Yeah. I, 
my attention kind of faded on this because I was like kind of trying to like get some stuff downloaded for today and and while it was on and I kind of like would check in and out and I just was, <laughs> was lost was more was, lost each time so yeah was more yeah. lost each time the one thing I will say is that I did appreciate that for a Mimi episode they actually did isolate Mimi and Palamon yeah mm-hmm. from the rest of the group that actually gave her a plot reason to for her to be the one to to do the have the episode you know like yeah. although i don't know that i really believed that these digimon could just be put inside of a cartoonish chest and be and they're stuck there right but but i was you know, i was the willing fact to... is that she was alone and it was like okay palamon you're the only digimon here who can do it because literally right. everyone else is gone yeah that's fair and they well, make a yeah. point. I mean, if any of the other kids or Digimon have been around, it's almost like they would have just jumped in and saved the day. Well, like they, exactly. they had to separate yeah. her so that she could, you know. Right. Because, again, logically, like the other episodes, they're like four of them all sitting around and one person just decides that it's their episode. So who's going to like do it? I'll do one today. Exactly. Yeah. And so at least for this one, she was separated. It wasn't just like, all right, Mimi. Now, I guess you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. And but, then, yeah, I mean, in, in and amongst, like, I mean, obviously, Palmon digivolves, right? So, like, they're running away from Monzimon, and uh, he's saying really creepy shit, like, you're all going <laughs> into our community toy box. Our toy box is only filled with children. And then she's like, okay, it's time. You got to digivolve. And she does into this big freaking boxing cactus yeah big yeah, old great. cactus togemon is super yeah it's a cool. great design i'm way into it and yeah it really does like just take care of it in like two seconds though right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so fast it's like we waited the whole episode for the digivolve and then we got it and they're like ah let's just put this one in the can it's done that usually um, happens though i think it, yeah for most of the episode they're like i'm looking forward know. to a prolonged fight at some point Mm-hmm. rather yeah. than, than like a, a one that's sort of settled by a little gimmick and then we're done. Well, I, I think the, the thing is, is that a, a Digivolve is a sort of um, forced uh, forced moment of realization, which you would kind of call the meeting of the goddess, if you're like going to kind of put it into mythic terms. Yeah, totally. Where, where as soon as you Digivolve, you now have the, the power and ability and clarity to win. And mm. it doesn't, you, you can't really have a prolonged fight at that point at that moment anymore uh, because you you the, the, you were always powerful enough to win. Right, you've already hit the peak. You've already hit yeah. the crescendo of the, sure. know, the episode. Right, so the, 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 the point of the, the whole sequence is not that to get to the part where they overcome, it's like the overcoming is the digivolving. Right, yeah, to get to, yeah, exactly. To earn your digivolve is, is, is the fight up to that point. And then right. once you've once you've digivolved, you've you've yeah. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're smart, and it saves the budget a little bit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to keep it short, but yeah, narratively that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And but, once again, there's a black gear, and it comes out of his stuffing, and we get another one of those scenes where they're like, "Sorry, I'm not usually that mean," and then they all hug. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. They immediately trust Monzamon like when he's <laughs> when he's like ungearified. It's like, oh, man, we love you immediately. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? He's so cute. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I would still be a little a little uh, reticent to 
all that creepy shit. Yeah. Truth. Trying to harvest some children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I if I had made this episode, I think I would have leaned a little more heavy on uh, the creepy factor because it's like they towed the water in it. Like, man, this is kind of creepy in this like weird toy town where everything's sort of fucked up. It's like a wrinkle in time situation where everybody's well, like. And if you want to get heavy on the literary stuff, like you you're dealing with two two pretty different juxtapositions, right? There's this this abandoned toy town of memories. Uh, yeah. Uh, where, where they've been, you know, sort of sharing memories up to this point. Uh, uh, the, there's this uh, home for memories that no longer have a point mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a childhood stuff, where at the same time she's accosted with with a much more adult themes than, than we've we've seen her have to deal with up to this yeah. point. Uh, discussing gentleman callers in a literal <laughs> horde, yeah. and they're literally throwing shit at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think... I don't necessarily know that I can call it a missed opportunity because I don't think the way that I would like this episode to play out would really fit in their whole Digimon oeuvre. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I think I think it could have been cool. Like they had a couple neat concepts and it just sort of it felt could have been right. a really smart episode that, yeah, that sort of yeah. felt like they had they had all the ingredients and just didn't bake it long enough. Yeah. 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 I didn't honestly, if it weren't for the you know, the poop throwing, <laughs> this probably would be my least favorite episode. Oh, that was a point positive. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it made it more memorable. But yeah, all true. of the toy stuff was just completely forgettable for me. It was just like, I, would, I would think that's, that's a fair. That's a fair I mean, idea. if they had taken the episode and kind of started them discovering Toy Town on their mm-hmm. own and yeah. kind of like wandered through it and it kind of had its, its own. True. They sort of treat it like an afterthought, even in the episode. Yeah. It's like, you know, it happens like halfway through the episode and then it's just, yeah. isn't really explored. It isn't really. And then a conflict is just sort of magically resolved. And, but it also uh, serves to confuse the, my understanding of this world in general, because like they describe toy town as a place where like, I don't know, kids toys go and they're not being played with anymore. I'm like, what kids? All the, all the <laughs> digi- yeah. All the Digimon, Digimon here. Yeah. Like, what are the toys Digimon? Are they not? Are they just toys that somehow move on their own? Like, I don't understand any of this right. in context. And also, why? Why is Numamon a little horny, horny boy? And right. why does yeah. he want kisses from? <laughs> why is he thirsty for kisses? <laughs> why is he thirsty for kisses from from, you know, 12 year olds? Yeah, <laughs> the kiss like, thirst. Does he even like do they have like general sexual attraction do they like how how many do all like, Digimon want to they... have sex with a human girl or right. do the yeah. female it's... ones want a human boy? Yeah, it is, it is a complicated, messy relationship. Yeah, yeah, they've opened up a, a can that I don't, <laughs> I don't want open. <laughs> well, but some people wanted it open. Somebody did. Can somebody want that a can human, wide a human Digimon open. sexual relationship? <laughs> <laughs> well. The the bright side is that I look I took a quick peek ahead at the the sort of episode thumbnails and I think we only have one more of these like I'm on my own we're gonna have my person digivolve this time before we get some bigger story coming in and then in the yeah the big story starts coming in and then also I think what they start doing is pretty cool where we've been doing one person episodes which I think was we we can kind of have all felt not only do they have a too large of a cast for that to really be palatable, right. they've largely been a little uninteresting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they uh, aren't really about character development. But they're once still, we've met everybody, yeah, once we've met everybody, now we can kind of start doing 
like a two person episode. Like, let's see what happens when it's Mimi and TK. Or let's see what happens when it's Ty and Sora, you know, start kind yeah, of really. I, I would like to see that. Yeah. Jingling, jingling with, with the bit, with the pieces. Mm-hmm. So next yeah. episode is called Ikakuman's Harpoon Torpedo. And I believe it's a Joe episode. So Joe episode. Who I has think. been, who's been quite, he's been quite absent in the last two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has really not been present uh, okay, for so better or for worse. Words total. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. Do we have any closing thoughts? Uh, don't, don't forget don't to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. oh God. Put it, get, yeah, find, us, find us on iTunes. Find Give us, us on, a rating. Uh, on Insta. Do, uh, send us a Facebook message. Uh, yeah, we're on, write we're on us most a, of these platforms at Sadam Tuesdays, and we're at sadamtuesdays.com. Write us a letter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send hire, that to hire us, uh, hire us a glitter gram. We only accept uh, sad Civil War era letters uh, with the discontinued stamps. Yeah, with a Shokin farewell played over it. Um, <laughs> dearest Lorraine. It has been I'm 12 long My legs have been hacked off. <laughs> blown away pots. by a cannonball. I've almost forgotten your face. <laughs> but I shat not for the morning light. <laughs> But I think about Digimon. <laughs> yeah. That's a Doctor crazy Digimon. Doctor Gangrene. You know what Fierce I. The Gangrene will creep further up. <laughs> you know what, I, <laughs> what I'd love to do if I had a time machine yeah. is like go back in time and show different people in history episodes of Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like I, until my tablet runs out of batteries, I would just. Like, <laughs> You know, be like, hey, that's your limiting factor. Yeah, I figure. So how do you no charge batteries it? back in time? Yeah, right? How do you charge it? Your time, charge it and then use the time machine again. Oh, I'm assuming that a time machine is sort of a one way trip. And this is like how I die. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. You show, my, you show is... some. You show some Mongol warlord Digimon. And, just... <laughs> and, then, no. and then I'm just <laughs> spreading a good word for the rest of my life, and I have to like leave leave my findings on tablets to be discovered, <laughs> you know, centuries later by oh people who can appreciate what I've done. Are you going to translate your your electronic tablet into images of single images per on stone tablet? Yeah, and I'll leave like a fidget spinner next to it too. Just, like, <laughs> just, to, get that, just to get that ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. Was that you? Did you do the Shroud of Turin? Was that was that your doing? Yeah, that was after we went through a bunch of Sonic episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, I, I support your endeavor. Yeah. Um, do that. So there's a there's a GoFundMe to buy Austin a time machine. Um, <laughs> Please help. Austin, show the world Digimon. That's his final act on this good earth. Yeah, I want to show Kublai Khan uh, <laughs> what Togemon was up to in Toy Town. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good indeed. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, All right. Bye. See you next week. Yeah. yeah.